Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is the Best Hang podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. I'm Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. Fellas, how's it going? We're together once again. Finally. It feels like it's been a while. I know. It's been so a So much has weeks. happened since we were last together. I know. We, uh, succession ended. Mm, all right. Yeah. Uh, Nick Nurse got a new job. Oh, yes. Kyle Dubas got a new job. Shane and I played in a basketball league together. Wow. And look now at that. I'm in a world of pain. Are you? Yeah. Because you miss uh, Dubas and Nick Nurse? Yeah, we're, Dubas went to Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, yeah. He ended up going there. This is a good, first of all, this is a great tease off the top. Uh-huh. So, so as we know, Nick Nurse, uh, Kyle uh, Dubas, they're friends of the pod. They've both been on this podcast. Mm-hmm. They're legit close friends mm-hmm. of yours, Max. Yeah. Like, like a t- what, talk every day, text sort of deal? I talk with Nick probably more than Kyle. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick, Nick's a good texter. Kyle's a little more selective. So this is a good pod though, to get like a, like a friend angle mm. on these sort of very public figures. Max yeah. is also a public figure. And then Shane will also get to the basketball league. How are you feeling? You all right? No, <laughs> I'm in terrible, <laughs> terrible shape right now. I w- I've been thinking a lot about our last conversation about how, if we all had recess and we were sprinting mm. around for 15 minutes in the afternoon and, and after in the morning, then we'd be in great shape. No, but I'm in like serious trouble right now. Oh no. What happened? Well, you know how we were all making fun of Mike for getting judo chopped within 10 seconds of playing basketball. Yeah, last yeah, time? Yeah. yeah. That game I played. I'm still hurting from that, by the way. Yeah. You were pretty, yeah. you really laid it on thick there. Well, it <laughs> felt like you were being performative no. or acting it out. I'm old. Turns out that's one of the worst places you can get hit. And you got a fractured or bruised rib, right? Yeah, right. My ribs. I had to go get x-rays. It was and, crazy. And, and it hurts for you to breathe, right? Yeah. Jeez. Happened to me. Oh, I feel so <laughs> bad. I'm just laughing. I feel so, so bad for you because I, I know the pain. I can't breathe right now without being in pain. I can't go to sleep without being in pain. Oh, no. I can't I can't play basketball tonight. No. So yeah, I, 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 I tried. Team. I went to rally court to practice. Oh, you did. Thank you. So I was, uh, since we played last Tuesday, every day I've been playing for between two and five hours. 
<laughs> and Popolis, uh, he, he had a bad game last time. Don't too. you have children? Don't you have a job? Like, how do you have time for this? I, you make time no for things you love. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one I'll make time for the kids later, too. I love them, too, by the way. But oh, Popolis and I were like, okay, let's just shoot three pointers for three hours. Let's get our shot back. Let's figure <laughs> you guys out. Guys are insane. So I'm just running drills. I'm like, I want to be able to shoot a three pointer 50%. 50, wow. 50. So I get it to the point where out of 10, I could hit five to six every time. And we wouldn't stop doing these drills Mm -hmm. until we could both get to that point. Pops actually got to about seven out of 10. So he was like blown away. Then I started out at like two out of 10. And then I got it to where I could do it like eight times in a row, six out of 10. Wow. So I'm feeling good. Go to rally court. Mm -hmm. Start playing. Show up. Play Pops one-on-one. Beat him. Feeling really good. Play this (laughs) other kid. Murder this other kid who was pretty good. I was a kid. Probably 18. Nice. Okay. Which is good. You know, when I'm 40, 18, 18 has the advantage over 40. I would Did think. you use your man strength and back him down? Or were I you don't all... have much man strength. Right. No. Yeah. And I, I don't play that type of physical You're game. not back to the basket guy. I was just using my three-point skills, yeah. three-pointed them all the way. I was hitting inside of half court, like shots that you wouldn't think should go Ooh. in. I'm hitting. How's the court looking, by the way? Looks good. Awesome. He's getting used. I was going at a time that I probably shouldn't say the time I went. Was but it in the middle of the day? <laughs> well, maybe. <yeah. laughs> but it was my lunch break, man. Yeah, yeah, of course. So there's a, you know, a person's in a tent. A guy comes out of a tent and he says, can I play? I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, like, like an encampment. Yeah. Guy like was someone in like who a lives tent. in the it, area. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Yeah. You know, his eyes are a little red, whatever. He was a good baller. So we play him two on two. He's not on my team. And so the kid I was beating one on one, he was on my two on two team. But the kid does not fucking hustle Mm. at all. So I have to get the boards. I don't want to lose the pops and this other guy who came out of the tent. Tent guy is hustling so hard, grabbing every board, hitting shots, making right plays. I'm like, fuck. So now I'm going for the boards that tent guy's getting. I go to get this crazy rebound. I had no right to get. Oh. Tent guy comes under, nails me in my ribs. Oh, That's man. exactly what happened with me and Hammy. All yeah. the air comes out of my lungs. <laughs> can't breathe. I'm down. I'm like, okay, I can't be the Mike Veerman and just quit. <laughs> so I'm like, you kept playing after this. I kept playing. Oh, shame. Oh, you're crazy. Ooh, little did I know, I actually bruised or fractured my rib. I yeah. don't know. Wow. And then I cannot move. I cannot lift my arm Ugh. and feel normal. So I'm I'm desperately thinking of how can I get back in the league? So I don't know what to do. Like the, uh, my ice bath place is closed this week. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Other ships closed. Yeah. Just for the week. They're probably on like some spiritual retreat or something. But <laughs> that sucks because that was my plan. Do an ice bath yeah. and then I'll feel good. I think I have to wait a week or two. Though. Uh-huh. You, do. you just have to wait it out. And how, how are you feeling, Mike? I'm, I'm, I'm better, but it lingers. It still lingers. Like there's, there'll be a time where I'll pick up like Roberta, like with my left arm and like you can feel it. It's pretty crazy. How long did it take? I'm normal now. Like I can laugh. I can cough. I can like, I'm not like, yeah, like breathing's fine. And that probably took me like a couple, like a couple weeks, three weeks, maybe because the mother's day I screwed myself. I didn't, I wasn't resting. That was the thing. The mother's day I took the kids all day and I was lifting them both a ton. So then Mm. that was when it really started to like throb. And then, yeah, I got the extra and they thought there was like a crack, whatever. But it was like, they basically just said, there's nothing you can do. All you have to do is just manage the pain with like Advil, which whatever, once you get used to it, you're fine. Here's the problem. Say you hoop in a week from now, you might be feeling right and you get hit again. Mm. Then you're like fucked. Yeah. That's where it's like, it's, it's, it's a tricky one, but 
I know exactly what you felt once the wind went out. But I apologize, Mike, for making fun of you like that because it is the <laughs> worst, perfect place to get hit in to play basketball. Apology accepted. And also, I'm impressed you played, but yeah, you must have messed yourself up more. Just uh, by, you I know. didn't know. And yeah. I had adrenaline coursing through my yeah. veins because I really wanted to win. Yeah. yeah. So did John and Tentman win the game? They did. The kid, the kid sucked at defense. <laughs> he was a good offensive player, yeah. but that doesn't matter when you got a guy like John and this guy who is all hustle. I got to say, the, the league is really fun. The, yeah, so yeah. set up the league. So the league is basically like an entertainment dudes league yes. where uh, our partner, producing partner, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Ferguson, yeah. has set this thing up. And f- it's so funny when you meet somebody in their day-to-day life and you get an impression of them, and then you realize there's this other part of them. Because Ferg is sort of uh, a stressed out, very nice but has a, he's the guy who wears the stress in the relationship because we're the creatives yeah. and he has to kind of like manage all of us and the budget and all this <laughs> other shit. There's two sides of the Ferg. There's the nice business guy, but anytime you have to spend more money, he turns into what we call Papa Ferg, which is like fucking $2,000 shame. What the fuck are you doing? We can't do that. And that's Papa Ferg. He's smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. He's, and, he's, and he's unshaven. Yes. You know, and he's also a new father too. So yeah. he just like has a lot on the go. But this, so that's the only kind of version of Ferg I knew. And then we started playing basketball with him. And dude is a ferocious point guard. He loves and takes basketball more seriously than probably just about anything he's else. He's a competitor. He's really competitive, but he's really good. He's like, you can tell that he played on his high school team and it was the little point guard that ran the show and was probably really fucking annoying to play against. And he made everybody on his own team work really, really hard. So when he's- But you love having him on your team. You love having him on your team. Yeah. And he when he said he was organizing this league because he wanted the runs to be a little bit more competitive, I'm like, wow, this is like so much work. Like- you're a father, you're working yeah. a job to put together like a league that you are running. It's not like it's part of a grander like association. We got to like, start calling him the commission or the, something. Yeah, the commission. And but then but then I also if I'm being totally honest thought he would suck. I'd be like, "Oh, this is just a little tryhard guy, but who just is just yeah. excited about like putting things together." But he was fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, I was so impressed with him. And the rest of the guys in the league are like writers or actors or comedians for the most part. Like everybody who I met, like there's a lot of good-looking guys. There's a couple guys. Is this league not good? Good for your ego. Uh, it made me. They're not better of, looking than Matt. No, they're not. just really good looking. Isn't it, the league's called Hot Guys Who Hoop, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and uh, but the, it's fun because you you're gonna play with the same team every week, and I have Shane and Mark Myers on our team. Yes, which yeah. is very very fun. And um, the games you play for an hour, but the games go up to four. So it's only, you only, there's only ones allowed and then it goes up to four and then you start again. So basically if one team is kicking another team's ass, it won't like get out of hand. It won't be like, okay, now the score is 65 to 32. Cause that could happen every game. Each team has a pretty good shot at winning. Cause it, all it takes is someone to get hot for a few baskets yeah. and you're off to the races. So it was really fun. I don't know. I had a great time. We won. And we that won. felt good. Yeah, we did win. You sent a video to the the group, which was funny, which was Shane was on the bench after, and he's like, Whew, I'm seeing I'm seeing stars or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. seeing like white blood. You know, I don't know how to do anything in moderation. So before we played our first game, I went to Mark Myers Court and played for three hours. Oh, yeah, well, you're wow. so stupid. I like just burn yourself I out. just wanted to get a feel for the game mm, again. Cause yeah. I, I have probably played maybe four hours worth of basketball in the last three years. So I'm like, if I play five hours worth before yeah, the game, that will be more than I played in the last years. And then I'll be a better player. It does help with shooting. I find, cause it's like, if you just show up to a court to play a game and you haven't played in a long time, it takes half an hour, 40 minutes yeah. to even remember how to shoot. So but it's nice to get those shots. There up. Is, you're, you're not wrong. And getting shots up is important. But you're also your contribution falls off pretty quick once you get tired. Once you're old yes. and you have oh no cardio, God. it's just like I'd rather have less touch and have a little more spring in my step than have no touch, or then have better touch 
and to be tired. 100%. You, can, you know what I mean? Because you know, as me, I kind of held my own pretty well. And I had a good, yeah. I was shooting the ball pretty well. And I was like generally confident. It's because I didn't do three hours of basketball beforehand. I have a lot. I, the difference between whatever your mysterious age is and mine, though, is that perfect <laughs> difference. Um, being 40, honestly, sucks. Something happens when you click into 40 where you just suck at everything. Oh, wow. Like physically. Mark I, doesn't. Mark's good. So. He also has this like uh, crazy metabolism where yeah. he cannot. He always is at like 169 pounds. Yeah, it's crazy. He and he plays so five, six times a week. Yeah, he just you have that. to do that. You can't take years off and be forty yeah. and have any cardio. So it stinks being me. I hate being trapped in this body. <laughs> I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was when this league started up, and Ferg was very sort of keen about getting everybody in. And I was like, I was really caught. I was like, Can I do this? Can I? It's Tuesday nights, and the commitment because sometimes games would start at nine. He was saying like, You might not be playing till nine at night or whatever. So I was like thinking about it, and I, I the thing came there. I knew everyone was playing, and so I was like. I thought about it. I just looked at my time management. I was like, I can't, I can't do the league. And I felt so bad because obviously I don't live in the city. And so I was very jealous that all of the gang was doing this. And I was like, oh, I hate missing out. I have so much FOMO, especially I love playing basketball, but it kind of helped that I'd recently had the rib injury, which was a reality check where yeah. I'm like, eh, it's not like we then it used helped to more when you found out the chain was injured. I didn't know that. Until no, just now. Yeah. But when I saw the video of uh -huh. him out of Panting, breath yeah. and saying that he was seeing stars, that was when I was like, oh, you know what? I probably made the right choice here. Or at least I don't feel as uh, left yeah. out, you know, in this moment. But is it a good time? I feel like it's it a is, good time. It is it's, a pretty good time. They're the nicest people. Yeah. Yeah. in the world but the competition is just right it's like there's yeah. enough good players a couple guys can dunk there's a couple shit guys it's just perfect mm -hmm. yeah and like you, you know matt king who's first partner i love matt king I, i'm guarding him he's guarding me and you know he's not a guy who would probably be on his high school team he's that good level of basketball he's, he's fun to play about and i'm playing terrible though like just terrible throwing up air balls with everything <laughs> After uh -oh. Matt comes up to me, he's like, dude, you are so good. I know, he did that to me too. I'm like, shut up, Matt, but I love you and thank oh, you. It was the best pump up at the end. He didn't say anything. He goes, bro, sniper. Oh, man. He gives sniper. me props. I, love I got it. this guy guarding me. I was like, I can't do anything. Like, Matt scored more points than me. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, Matt he's he the is the fucking best. I love that guy so much. But uh, yeah, so we're playing against so You're not going to come. I want to I wanna almost just come and watch. I love being around the app atmosphere of it but i'd have to play if i came and <laughs> just come see how long you last but you also you get home at 1 a.m no so you play at 8 30 so it's not as late i know but I, Populous plays the game after and he uh, kept driving me home he's, he's your ride yeah he's your ride. guys i have um okay i was thinking about a couple things uh, uh -oh. i was thinking about comedy oh uh oh uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well um because i was the new seasons of i think you should leave is out and yeah. i called you yesterday just to talk about it. have you seen the i season? haven't no it's pretty good i've been i've been very busy we'll get to that in a bit i've been traveling yeah i want to get to that yeah. but real quick i, I on the way here because i have a, i think we've talked about this before i have a funny relationship with twitter where and booklet maddie says just don't tweet anything literally it's stupid unless you're trying to like sell something or promote a concert or something like that or have a very like non-offensive take. Like, I like drinking coffee at coffee shops. Matt is suggesting that you don't tweet sort of like just random thoughts. Oh, yeah. Nothing political. Nothing that might be taking aim at somebody. Oh, That could be political, though. Even the coffee thing. <laughs> so? I don't know. Maybe like you shouldn't be supporting big co corporations. Yeah, what or if it's an independent coffee shop? 
still yeah, they're probably, where are they getting their beans from yeah, are they ethically true. sourced like also there's something knows? very bougie about getting four dollar coffees exactly every day. like oh you know this is what like donate that money to a good cause yeah so i i the other day i uh i, I then but then i kind of got it in me a little bit i was like oh i'm gonna start tweeting about some stuff because there's this ridiculous thing um that's happening with the catholic school board in new york have you guys followed this story oh, don't get me started oh no, my I'm goodness it's all i'm reading about no i have no idea what you're talking tell about. me about it really <laughs> what is it oh Oh, I, I don't follow it. Catholic school boards in New York. I haven't had time to watch I Think You Should Leave season three, and you think that I'm following the well, Catholic school board in New York City? Young children. I you, just found out my, my daughter don't... goes to Catholic school. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were public school. <laughs> you didn't know she went to a Catholic school? Well, I kind of knew, but I always forget. I, I like. I, yeah, your me, kids have yeah. different PA days than our kids. Yes. That's how you know. Because mm-hmm. I'm always like, I'm like, oh, PA day, you know, I'm dad duty. And he's like, oh, my Why kids do they go school. to Catholic I know, I know Alex teaches at a Catholic school. Or she has. Alex went there, and I don't care, but. Lucy knows like prayers and stuff. Shane is a man of deep religion. <laughs> he is the Lord in his soul. Oh, wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what do you think of that? The, the prayer stuff? Did you go to Catholic or public? You're, ca- you, you're public. Actually, one time, imagine? one time Lucy and Winona were hanging out and then I, they were singing a song or something. I was like, oh, that's nice. And then I like, I kind of listened to the more and it was like, Jesus is our Lord or something like oh, it yeah. was some song from her yes. school that she was teaching Winona or whatever. <laughs> and, and even my younger daughter, Betty's getting into religion because her favorite, <laughs> her favorite nighttime song is, uh, it's this like, take me down to the river to pray. Da, 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 the Lord one day, whatever that song yeah. is, I have to sing it to her every night. <laughs> you do? Yes. Cause great. she requests it. And I'm like, how do you know this song? But Alex is singing it to her. So yeah, my family is very into religion. Is is Alex actually into religion? She likes the idea of it. She definitely looks down on public school people. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So there's an educational aspect here where she I, thinks the, yeah. the better education is happening in the Catholic school I think she board. thinks that, yes. Mm. They don't have sex education in Catholic schools, right? Uh, I think there if... If your parents are married or something, they do. No, I'm joking. No, no, trying to think of the right joke. But sorry, go on with yeah, the story. On. So, so the Catholic Catholic school board York, York region basically is refusing in the Catholic school board is refusing to put up the uh, pride flag, which every other school is seemingly doing. Every other Catholic school board in every other region in Ontario is putting for Pride Month, and that's happening in all the public schools too. And they're doing it because a bunch of uh, parents are like don't want to promote. Mm-hmm gay values. Sure. And so the board of trustees voted 6-4 this week to reject a motion calling on them to host a version of the iconic rainbow flag, specifically progress pride flag in Aurora, uh, blah, blah, blah. So a bunch of people are just like, why are we funding? Why is public money going to the Catholic school board? It should never. It should never. And uh, so I just tweeted, I was like, this is like, the headline is Catholic schools shouldn't get public funds. Um, and then I was just like, yeah, I totally agree with this. My, my tweet was the headline is probably correct. And everyone involved should be embarrassed about how lame this entire episode is. Imagine as an educator spending your day defending this, there are actual problems to solve guys. Stop wasting everyone's time and start helping kids. So lame. That's my tweet. Mm -hmm. Um, and then someone else was like, what do you mean by lame that we should stop public, uh, stop public funds going to Catholic schools or that people are debating it? Or did I miss, miss your meeting it completely? So she's asking, I'm like, I don't mean that either. Like, uh, fuck, why am I fucking even You wish you followed Matt's advice I wish I followed. And then, so anyway, on the way here, I thought this was kind of funny. I don't think there's been any backlash from it yet, but I tweeted and I haven't seen if there's been any uh, feedback. So basically there was a, fu- there's a, there's a mayor election happening here in Toronto and Mark Saunders is the former chief of police and mm-hmm. he's very anti bike lane. He's pro super police. Like he's very, he'd be more on the conservative spectrum of uh, sure. the mayoral candidates. 
And somebody next to Trinity Bellwoods Park uh, has a huge Mark Saunders uh, sign on their mm-hmm. lawn, which if you know the geography of Toronto, people around Trinity Bellwoods Park are like super pro encampment. <laughs> and they yeah, are progressive. They're, they're progressive yeah. and they would not like this candidate. And so I was like, oh man, like, so my tweet was, I genuinely respect anyone with the balls to put up a Mark Saunders election sign next to Trinity Bellwoods or an Olivia Chow sign at Young and Lawrence. What a rush because Olivia Chow would be the super left-leaning candidate and nobody Young and Lawrence. I like, I just thought that was like a funny idea that like, if you are the neighbor that is just going against all the rest of your fucking neighbors. Yeah. That's sort of like an Did exciting this tweet move. get people laughing? I don't think it, it made it like, look like you're a Mark Saunders supporter, maybe. But I guess the Olivia Chow thing. I just don't know. I don't both, know yeah. what people would accuse me of. And Mark Saunders is black, so it's like if someone would accuse me of being racist. Like I don't know. Like if, if Matt Healy didn't exist, would you be doing all these tweets? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's inspired you. Yeah, a you're lot. trying to move into his lane a bit. Oh man, we got to talk about that because I think they just broke up. I know. Were they ever together? Your theory was it was an arrangement. Uh, well, before we get to that, uh, <laughs> there's been no comments. No responses oh, okay. and 10 likes. So oh, this go. did not offend anybody or even humor anybody. So but did you engage with uh, the responders win. to your thing about the Catholic school board not having funding? And it's only- No, and a lot of people were supportive. People right. were like, I'm an educator with the Catholic school board. I'm embarrassed by this too. Fuck those people. So yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so I think I'm going to go back to uh, Matt's advice and just not tweet anything. It's sort of pointless. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to I think you should leave for a minute. I watched the, the season. I was talking to Shane mm-hmm. about this. And that show uh, is so good because it, you have to watch it a few times. And like, it's the kind of humor that you, it's funnier. It gets funnier and yes. funnier every time you watch it. Um, but it also made me think of the dessert because there's a few bits that rem- that feel like they're aping the dessert, even though he hasn't seen the I dessert. Know. I know. I was like, people are going to think, we saw I Think You Should Leave I season know. three and somehow inexplicably did a turnaround on a sketch show and got it out a month later. Yeah, because he has one of the bits where he like can't think of what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much like work improv. Yeah, yeah really? so much like work yes. improv. Yeah, he's like, fuck, what, oh, shit, I don't know I what saw, yeah. Somebody sent a screen grab to the dessert group of the dog. There was a dog. We have a runner with a dog in, in our show. Mm. And just for our listeners to be very clear, clear it you know this show has been in the can it's been written for years like we have no like if there's any sort of similarities it's completely coincidental but the thing that sucks is obviously his gets out first and is obviously very very well uh, popular so it's like it's a tough one so how close are some of these like are they there's like there's a couple things that just remind you gotcha there's, yeah there's some concepts that are connected for sure work improv is the closest yeah. there's another one that's very close i can't think of it right now mm. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm so, curious what you think of this. Yeah, I'll, I'll get around to watching it at some point because obviously it's a great show. But I am, I am, we haven't talked about this at all. We talked about a million. We Shane and I just caught up this morning because I haven't been around. But uh, so we talked about a million things. We did not talk about that though. So how does that make you feel then? Uh, you know, you got a show on the precipice of coming out in a month. Obviously, Tim Robinson and that show of like it's a it, inspiration along with things like Kids in the Hall and Center Live and all these things. But when you're watching it, are you watching it as like a like are you able to enjoy it and laugh, or do you watch it with a competitive mind? Hundred percent enjoy it and laugh. Oh, that's yeah. Good. No, I love Tim Robinson. He's one of the funniest people ever. I feel like with that, this, it, when it's a peer doing something, then you're like you're more prone to be a little jealous. But if it's a legend doing something Tim amazing, he's got legend status already. I think he does. hundred yeah, percent. Right? Pre- I mean, it's pretty remarkable what he's done with two seasons. Yeah. So I, I don't think you get as jealous of as a legend, someone who you look up to. We do have a chat group, and people went in the chat group and said, "Oh, I just saw uh, season three of I think you should leave. I think the dessert is better." Yeah. Few of those comments were made. I like it. Yeah. Two people said that. <laughs> well, in an eight-person chat group, too. That's... What did the other six people say? They some people thumbsed up it. I said I like this theory. <laughs> I, I like this theory. It did as good as your tweet. Yeah. <laughs> With only eight people in the group. <laughs> good ratio. Uh, but what'd you think of season three? 
I thought it was really good. Yeah. But but there's but there but Rated. it actually reminded me of just how difficult sketch is because it's filler. Th- there's some stuff that just and didn't land. And they're short episodes too. The least favorite he, sketch. Oh, I couldn't even tell you. But actually the stuff that he's not in, to be honest. Mm. There's a few ones that he's just simply not in. Yeah. And it's just not funny. And it's interesting. Some of them aren't funny. It's some, hard some when people aren't. are trying to beat him. I, well, this is it. In they his all own show? are doing yeah. oh, like, Tim impersonations. Right. Yes. So one person who did lean into some Timisms who does this naturally himself is Will Forte. And Will Forte was in one sketch, and that's a very funny sketch. I love that sketch. That sketch just, I texted Will about it. He, 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 he chatted a little bit. Wow. He just subtly dropped that into the no conversation. <laughs> what, did, what did Will say? Well, we're just catching up. He's like, thanks so much. Did you just like write, appreciate you with like a you? <laughs> big heart. Yeah, with a big heart Eyes. to Will. Yeah. Uh, no, what'd you say? What is a text to Will Forte saying, I enjoy your work? Say? Yeah, we I, gotta hear I this. said, uh, let the people know. Was, I, I want to hear what you bit. said, and then you can read his. Love the, I think you should leave skit. What do you have coming up next? Hey, Max, and thank you. I'm so bummed I keep missing you when you're out here. Oh, that's nice. Oh, actually, he's in um, Strays, the new movie that's coming out. He's, the animated hmm. one. Yeah, he's, he's the only real person in it. Oh, cool. Yeah. I haven't even seen a trailer. Does it look good? Yeah. There's a movie called Strays, which comes out in August, and it's so damn funny. I'm the main human in it, but, I, but I'm but mainly in the beginning and the end, and the bulk of the movie is about a pack of talking dogs, voiced by Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx and other awesome people. That's cool. So there's the synopsis, everybody. Straight from the horse's mouth. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Are you the blue or the gray text in there? <laughs> I'd be blue. Oh, that was a long gray text. Wow. <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> I like looking at just text like power dynamic and predicting who's who. You didn't see the, the long bunch of blues. Oh, the, uh, you had more it. blues. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You missed <laughs> the string of blues string of over blues. the last two months. Um, <laughs> Shane, like, you know, but the show's coming out. I, I'm excited. I don't, if, I don't know if we can say the date. I think yeah. I'm allowed to say it. So um, manager Ash just explained to us the semantics of the uh, the arrangement. And uh, we, we'll bleep the date that Shane just previously said. Mm-hmm. But just so you know, it's coming out this summer and probably soonish and maybe in the first couple of weeks of July. Maybe. We're not allowed to say. But I'm excited. If that, was that the question? Am I excited? Uh, my question was, you were looking at the length of Will Forte's response to Max. You're like, oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to be, you know, you're going to start a sketch show. You, you know, if the show blows up and does what we want it to do, you might be texting with, uh, with, with big comedy star soon. I can't imagine that happening, but that would be very cool. Nathan Fielder, let's get him on your list, man. He'll be in season yeah. two. I'm going to JFL to Hobnob. Oh, good. With comedy people. Yeah, we do need to get some bigger yeah. stars for season two. Yeah, well, bigger. We had no stars in season one. Yeah. yeah. Bigger than no one. Yeah. Could we get Will Forte? Probably. Yeah, I'll send it Let's to him. Let's do that. I like it. Send him season one, Dream too. big. Yeah, Dream I will. Big. I will. I'll do that. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, but anyway, Mikey, I want to know where you've been. All mm. I know is that you were on a plane. You're somewhere far away. What the fuck were you doing? Yeah, I was doing my work. I, was, I shot three commercials, directed three commercials in like uh, six or seven days. It was a whirlwind. I was in... Uh, oh. Then I was in... Uh, and Ooh. then I was back to do a thing... Do you feel cool saying that, by the way? That you're flying around, that you... <laughs> uh, you, you know, well, listen, like, obviously, I'm sure there's people listening to this podcast and, like... I, I, if you travel for your job and you're directing commercials, it's like, obviously that sounds cool. I, I'm aware, like, if I was like listening to this podcast and I was like 18 year old Mike, I'd be like, I want that fucking job. Yeah. That life is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it is really fun. And at some point you do kind of like, you know, like when you're on the road, you're on the road all the time and Shane, you've done a bunch of travel jobs. It's like going out for dinner with the crew and you kind of bond and it's really fun. And you're sort of going around doing these things, but it's also, you're prepping every night in the hotel. You're not partying. You're barely sleeping. Cause it's like our leave times are sort of crazy. And anyway, uh, Can you but say yeah. what the brand was for or what it was for? No, nah, I, I just won't because I don't think I'm allowed to say and all that stuff. LeBron but it has to, Nike ads. <laughs> yes, exactly. Me and Braun. Uh, but um, it's all to do with obviously here with Bell Media and all that stuff. But um, it was fun. And uh, um, but yeah, so when I say it, obviously it sounds cool. But when you're doing it practically, it's like it is like a grind and all of that stuff. But we're shooting uh, this. I'll tell this story. This 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 one sketch, uh, not sketch. This sketch is what we do for the, the dessert coming out this summer. Uh, I'm shooting this one commercial and it's taking place like in this sort of remote, nice lake. And uh, I'm standing there on the deck and I've got like my monitor and I've got like my phone and it's kind of on like this charging thing. And I'm holding a script in my other hand and I sort of like a shift and the phone is like the phone's part of a charger, one of those portable chargers you have. Oh yeah. So I'm holding the the the, the block, the charging block, and my phone slips off the top of the block, and I go, because oh, I'm standing on a, a fucking dock on mm -hmm. a lake, and there's like holes, right, or whatever mm. the lines, and the phone like dangles at the end of the cord, and I'm like, ah, but it dangled for just a half second, and then oh, popped no. off right through the one oh, hole in no. the dock. My phone goes into the, the fucking drink, as they call it. I'm like, <laughs> I literally. There's a they're in the middle of a take, these guys. And I, I scream. I'm like, ah! And everybody turns around and looks at me. I was like, my phone. And in my brain, I'm like, my, I got all these photos of my kids. Like, I back up to the cloud, but I don't know the last time it backed up. And I'm like, and I need a phone. I'm still like, I got like four more days on the road. Like, what, I got to go. So I'm freaking out. And one of the guys we're shooting, one of the talent guys, he's like, I'll go in. I'll go in. I'll go in. I'm like, you're not going in the water. You're like, you got your makeup. You're all pressed. You can't go in. His 90-year-old dad was there. He's like, I'll go in. I'm like, I'm not making a 90-year-old guy there. We have this production assistant who's from. He's like, I'll go in. He's like in these combat boots and things. And I was like, nope, nope. It's my phone. I'm going in. <laughs> I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. So let it be known. The director is going to do this. I'm not making someone else do it. Jump into a Whoa. freezing cold lake. Go under the dock. The phone is like gone into the marsh. So I'm like feeling around. It's like I'm like, <gasps> you know, the one big breath. Pull it. Come out. Everybody cheers. I'm like, wow. yes. How deep was it? Oh, it's like, I don't know, like five feet or something. So, so you, could you stand on it? Uh, like once you're in, yeah, you could, but when you're under the dock, you got to open like your eyes and you got to see all the that shit. and the Whoa. mud's flowing. Anyway, so I come out, I got the phone, 
the phone actually survived. Uh, like it was good. It? It, yeah, it's like an iPhone 11, but it's it survived. But then it started getting real weird with me. Like the next morning, it was mm. like no SIM card detected. And then I'd get the SIM, yeah, yeah. I'd pop, put it back in, I'd get it to work. And then the screen would just be doing weird like ghost shit like i nothing i touch and all of a sudden like would open instagram sexting other people <laughs> weird, double tapping photos on instagram i don't want to double tap yeah. i'm like no it's the phone uh, yeah. yeah it was the phone yeah so it was it was that was pretty crazy but anyway long story long got that trip it was just yeah it was kind of like you're like um out of sorts and then came back to ontario and then had a shoot yesterday which was monday but it was almost harder to come back and play with my kids for like all of sunday afternoon uh-huh. because you're then back into home mode but then it's like you have to like which mode do you prefer <laughs> if I'm if I'm working like if I'm in that work mode it was actually good to sort of just be out yeah, right. doing that because it is harder to reset sometimes and go mm-hmm. home and then you're in dad mode and you're sort of like playing and then it's like oh I got to find time to do some prep just but, so it's known I would absolutely let the 18 year old lackey go in and <laughs> like, I'm directing a thing somebody else figure this out I know I what know. if you had a rippling six pack though oh, I'm, I'm going in <laughs> yes <laughs> But yeah, so lots have been going on. Uh, I actually saw some family on the weekend because actually very sad. I'll give a shout out. So my uh, my uncle Jeff passed away. Uh, Ooh, shit. Sorry to hear so that. My, yeah, so my dad's my dad's older oh, brother. Oh fuck, Uncle Jeff. Yeah, yeah. So it was very sad. So that was yeah, like a couple weeks ago, and he was a lovely, lovely guy, and just like uh, yeah, he was great. And my brother and I, it's like he was. It's funny. He's my dad's older brother, and they had a really sort of they had a good, funny relationship where they'd love each other, or they'd be arguing at the dinner table at a holiday thing, and then they, you know, it was a really funny sort of dynamic. Um, and then he was great when my dad passed away, but he, uh, when we were little, like my brother and I, and we would like go over there and stay with him. He was very intimidating. It's like, Oh, mm-hmm. Uncle Jeff is like quiet and intimidating. But then as he got older and we got older, he was just like the most, like one, he was like, loved my kids. Like Winona and Roberta, he just gets such joy out of them. And he was very, um, yeah. Like he always wanted to talk to me about the Raptors, which was like mm-hmm. hilarious. Like it was like, he got into basketball later in life. And then it was like, I was the guy that was into hoops. So then we'd always talk and he would just like, yeah, he was just a real delight, but yeah. So he passed away, which was very sudden and very sad. Mm. But, um, and my cousin, Sarah is amazing. I'm going to give her a shout out. Uh, she's amazing. She was dealing with everything and all that stuff. So anyway, I want to give her a shout out, shout out uncle Jeff, who was fantastic and we'll miss him. Um, but I got back into town and they were having a celebration of life for him at, uh, at this nice lake. Uh, and so I ended up getting, I was supposed to go home. Like the, I talked to our production manager and I was like, yeah, you know that car, can you like, uh, I'm going to need to change. I'm not going home. He's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I need to go to this conservation area. He's like, Oh, just dying to go for a swim after you get off the plane. And I'm like, actually, I'm like, uh, you know, this thing's happening celebration of life. So I went right there, saw a bunch of family members. And this is a very uh, long way around of saying my cousin, Tom, uh, listens to the pod oh. and he had a suggestion for you, Max. And, <laughs> and so I'm going to, I'm going to tell him that I'm not open for suggestions. <laughs> tell him I'm a professional. I said, I said, I liked his idea. So I would pitch it for the, for the podcast. And we and respect any pod listener. Yes. Oh, and especially cousin Tom. Tom's we the love best. Tom. Yeah. Shouts to Tom. Yeah. Tom and his brother, Dave, they were like brothers to me and Greg growing up. We were like the, anything with four things, Ghostbusters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We were like the four of us all the mm, time. That's cool. We spent a lot of weekends at their place because our parents liked the party. So they would dump our, us off at his his place, but um, <laughs> so we uh, so cousin Tom suggested this. Mm. He said that uh, he thinks that you yeah should write a coffee table book oh. that is all about all of the couches that you have stayed on ah. and it's photos of people's couches. Interesting. He says it would work more if you've stayed on more celebrity couches, but ah. he, he was listening to the pod where you talk about how you love to just stay at people's places. Oh, this is actually not a bad idea. This is what I was saying. I was like, I'll pitch it. Maybe we could break it down, talk about it. But it, it made me laugh because I didn't. I was like, oh, Tom, because he was like, I'm thinking Max should do this. And I was like, that's funny. Is he that, a Seinfeld fan? I'm not. A, not that I'm aware of. 
Because it feels like Kramer's book, uh, coffee table book about coffee tables that turns into a coffee table. A little li- bit. Maybe yeah. there's a little bit of that, but this is like, like if say Max has stayed on Will Forte's couch, I kind of want to know what Will Forte's couch looks like too. Mm, so there's yeah. that. You'd have a story accompanying it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the good. Well, I mean, that the the Onyx that I lived in for a long time. I didn't sleep on the couch, but I did sleep in for about four years in the sunroom, which was was really just supposed to be a storage room. Yeah, and I slept there. That was overhanging over the street, and like they had these big sun windows that were like super paper thin, and you could hear every car and bus driving oh, by. Terrible room to wake up in terrible. if you have a hangover. Oh yeah, we've so both I, done it. Stay there. Yeah. Stayed oh my in, god. Um, Anzi has a, like a guest room, which is just a closet. <laughs> Seriously. And it's like, it's, it could only, the the size of the closet is just the size of a single bed. I've stayed in there before. There's no windows or anything. That's kind of interesting. Stayed in my neighbor, Jimmy's basement. I've stayed. uh, Oh, I mean, the fun one is that like, if sometimes I'll have a hotel room, but I'll just want to crash with the guys. So I'll just sleep on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. While the other two, like Birchall and Brent are like in the bed. Yeah. There's, there's something there, I think. Yeah. I don't know how many celebrity beds I've been in though. Hmm. Uh, so that's maybe with the missing piece. But it yeah. got me thinking, if you're like a nomadic person, but you're also connected, like say like you stayed in like Kyle Dubas's guest house or yeah. whatever those things are. If you got a photo of the, each place and there was a story accompanying it. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Just hearing the audible version of that book, I wasn't that captivated. Not but maybe it read maybe I see some better. more celebrity coaches. Yeah. yeah. That's it's tough. Yeah, that's tough. It. I need some more celebrity anyway. friends. Shout out to Cousin Tom. Shout out to Cousin Tom. Good idea though. I like that idea. Yeah. He's also very excited about the sketch show. Oh, nice. Has he seen any? I haven't. I told him I'd send him links. He was like, like, cause obviously we have the screeners and I, and he was like, yeah, I was like, you're family, right. but I yeah. haven't sent him yet. I should have sent him it, but then, you know, I'll, I'll send him after this. Um, speaking of Nick nurse, we had a final jamboree for Nick nurse, uh, in Toronto. Saw the clips. Yeah. It was very funny. It was the Sunday, the, the day before he got hired by the Philadelphia mm. 76ers. Which, congrats to him. He's hired by the Philadelphia 76ers. They're a contender if they mm-hmm. keep James Harden. They got Joel Embiid. But I'm actually, let's backtrack a bit because we've never really unpacked this. These are friends of yours, but they're public figures, right? Mm. Obviously, things don't go. This has been a season mm. in the yeah. NBA of high profile coaches losing their gigs, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's Doc Rivers, uh, 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 Nick Nurse, obviously, Monty Williams, who was coaching Katie in Phoenix. Uh, a lot of big name coaches uh, uh, basically shuffled the chairs. What was it like from your perspective mm-hmm. to watch that go down? Because it was a difficult year. Mm-hmm. We all kind of felt like it was coming. I said that I even felt uncomfortable commenting on it in the friend yeah. group because there's friends of Nick in the, the chat group. Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so we never really unpacked your things. And when you see that go down, you go, ah, fuck. It, it, it's really unusual because it, it's not like I've had a lifetime of this kind of relationship. It's only been a relationship in the last you know three or four years um, where you're connected to this person who is so much in the public eye and who yes. every night is either being insulted or complimented on their like day at work. Yeah. So it's been, it's been interesting in that I've got a pretty good POV of what is going through Nick's head and the the reason Mm -hmm. why he makes certain decisions and his relationship with different people within the organization and different players. So that's been really cool. So I, I think I admire anybody who's in, in the arena, as they say, it's, um, you know, like just how much thought and hard work goes into their job. And this is what I say about anybody who's like criticizing the Leafs. It's like, you think Dubas is stupid or you think you would have done a better job. If you were to pull 30 people in a room and 30 people have 30 different opinions on what the Leafs should have done last night, I can tell you that Dubas has thought of each one of those 30 ideas way more deeply than any one of you. And the difference is he actually has to make a decision based on 10 other pieces of information and make the call. So like, I really just, I don't know. I, I admire people who are sort of at like the top of their field and just like, you know, how much work goes into it. Absolutely. Um, 
But to, what was your question again? Just uh, I was just interested to see how you sort of consume the news of something like that, which is like, in theory, it's some, one of the worst days of someone's life. They lose uh-huh. a job. Or in this case, it seemed like it was an amicable parting ways. And everyone else, you know, people got hired. And Nick now is obviously the head coach of the, the 76ers and arguably a better situation than the Raptors sure. the contender. Um, so it turned out good. But on, in the moment when it happens, it's like, oh, man, it's like this is obviously a public piece yeah. of news. It's entertainment or whatever on some level. Um, or it's part of the entertainment world. But also it's like, oh, it's like a guy I know. Yeah, it's twofold. I think I like both of them because they're both sort of they're very competitive, serious people, but they're self-aware people too, right? And I and they're the last type of person to throw themselves a pity party. They're like, you know, why the friendship works? They're self-aware and they're yeah, exactly. Totally. And I think so. On one hand, it's like both of them, you know, would be like, oh, we're going to be okay. We we have a one in a million job and we get paid handsomely to do it, and everything's okay, and everything kind of lands where it needs to land. But on the other hand, I was sad because it was just been an amazing. few years being like that connected to like the two hottest things in town and just being able to kind of like get an inside scoop. You mean the teams, although the, Nick and Kyle are both attractive. But, but they're all yeah. fucking hot pieces yeah. of dudes. Um, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so it is sad though, because it kind of feels like it's like coming to the end of an era. But Nick wanted to throw this party basically for his friends and for the coaching staff at his place. And most people throw in a little afternoon, Sunday afternoon barbecue would just, you know, put the speaker on, you know, grill up some hot dogs and call it a day. But Nick is just like, this kind of speaks to Nick's sort of um, confidence. I want to say is that he'd be like, Max need to have a jam. Let's do it. I'm like, okay, what do you mean? He's like, let's just do it, man. It's going to be great. I'll leave it with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. I'm like, any, do you want to bring anybody? He's like, I got some guys coming, but you get the band together. I'm like, Okay. So I'm like, guys, and we've done this a few times. So basically I just like put out a text. I'm like, all right, guys, uh, Sunday afternoon, anybody up for going to Mississauga to Nick's place to jam? So my buddy, Johnny Deshman played bass, Ben Whiteley played guitar, Derek Hoffman, Narkel's producer played guitar, Mike D and his brother-in-law, Patty Hayes, uh, or Jimmy, sorry. They also played guitar. There was a lot of guitars. Nick kept on making the joke the whole afternoon. He's like, Hey, Anybody uh, see any extra guitar players? We could use a couple because yeah, there's like 19. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Nick played on his big, like 25 foot grand piano. I played a little keys. But how, how come you brought so many guitar players? Was it just you asked one or two and then you thought maybe one would yeah, drop? Yeah, you should know who's going to show up. I thought I, people might be swapping <laughs> in and out, but then people just never swapped out. My, it, my brother went to this thing yes. and we were talking a lot about it. And yeah. What did he say? He was just like, oh, it was like, it was a pure Max production. It's like he invited everyone he'd ever met in his life that maybe played a guitar. <laughs> He's like, and they all showed up. And he's like, he's like, I saw guys that have never met Nick Nurse before in their life and they were hanging out. Oh, of course. Well, I thought there'd be some swapping, but no one swapped. Just once you got into that once jam. Once you got the thing, you weren't leaving. It's like, it's like pickup basketball. You don't want to leave the court. Because your brother wanted to play. He was like, yo, let me in for one song on bass. I want to give me one easy song. I want to play it on bass. I was like, yeah, cool. Like Johnny was playing bass. was happy to give you his bass. But then like no one left. Um, That's hilarious. So yeah, we played kind of on and off for like four hours. Hours. It was like a long, but I had to like organize the set list. I know I, it's I had, a lot of work. I had to, and like, and then at one, he was like, well, How are we going to get a PA in there? And then like, Derek was going to have to go to Long McQuaid. And I was like, This is like turning into too much work. I was like, So we hired Eric uh, Martin, the Arkell's tour manager, to like arrange those. So Eric shows up with a big PA and another guy. So now there's like extra staff there. <laughs> it's like turned into this fucking thing. Um, but Nick, and this again speaks to Nick's just like, kind of optimism and just like blind confidence. He just like, we start jamming. He's like, so good. So easy. Fucking let's rock, man. Just like he was just having a great time. Just having the best time. My brother said it was lovely. So it was was awesome. 
Um, but the funny thing is, so, so we're kind of wrapping up. We have to get out of there and go watch succession. We're like, okay, it's like eight o'clock. We got to get back for the final succession. And, um, Nick was like, yo, yo, don't, don't leave yet. I want to give you something. I want to give you something before you go. I was like, just give me a minute. And then I'm waiting around. It's like five minutes past, 10 minutes past. I'm like, kind of, I go upstairs. I'm like, where the hell is he? I text him. Hey, Nick, we got to hit the road. He's like, sorry, just on the phone with my agent. Really important. <laughs> so, and then the next day he's hired by the Philadelphia 76ers. So the mm. idea that like we're in the middle of like a Tom Petty, Neil Young, Rolling Stones medley at like 8 PM on a Sunday and Nick's not picking up his phone. Yeah. His agent's like, yo, Daryl Morey's calling. We're trying to get the, and he's just like, can't stop playing is fucking amazing. That's great. And very, very of Nick. What did you think of the press conference in Philly where they asked him, uh, Hey, uh, do you want James Harden on the team? He's like, James Harden is a good player. And they're like, answer the question, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like, I feel bad for Nick. I was wondering how you felt well, about pe- that. People commented on Twitter. People were like, the Toronto media, for all of its faults, are like a pretty polite group mm-hmm. compared to like the New York or Boston or Philly. Like that Northeastern yeah. American media are just like, they don't give a fuck. They've seen everything. There's no respect. So it would be interesting. It's like, I'm very curious to know what his take is on. Did you on message that. him about that question in particular? No, or? I haven't talked no. to him about that specific thing that's funny well now you got somewhere to stay in philly that's right maybe his couch yeah well we should do a road trip because our good friend sean dawson real estate agent in hamilton is a huge philadelphia 76ers fan and him and i have gone down to philly to watch games we went down there with our family so we've done the trip to philly to watch have you guys been to a game like in philly no uh, no actually it's a fun arena you got m night Shyamalan sitting courtside you can get dirt cheap tickets for raptors games you're going around to see the raptors Mm. anyway we need to do like a, a road trip down to watch philly raps or philly and anybody really yeah but it's a good time so sean was very happy as a philly fan to get Nick Nurse because yeah. he wasn't a big Doc Rivers guy. Yeah, he's been tortured by that. And he's been like sort of enviously watching us with Nick these last mm-hmm. five years. Yeah. And so he's very happy. So shout out to him. Yeah. And we just want Nick to be happy. Yeah, we do. We do. Speaking of coaching and uncles, though, yeah. I, I am coaching my nephew's uh, rookie ball team or hey. assistant coaching. What's rookie ball? Rookie ball is basically baseball but with a pitching machine. So it's oh. for like seven and eight year olds. So like oh, they cool. can actually hit the ball because if there's a seven year old throwing pitches, it's probably not going to go throw a lot of strikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I've been thinking about what Kai thinks of me. My sister listens to the pod. So maybe she can get a good answer for me. But it, because like I worry sometimes I'm turning into the psycho coach, especially yeah. with Kai. Do you raise your voice? Sometimes. Yeah. Mm. What do you say? Kai, lock in. Lock in, uh, Kai. How old's Kai? Seven. Oh, yeah, that's too early for that kind of coaching. I know, I want it, but he's a little head <laughs> in the clouds sometimes. I like that, though. I like lock in. You're, I think that's a like good thing to yell. lock him in at seven? Lo- not lock him in. Just right. lock in. <laughs> lock him up. <laughs> you don't hit this, we're locking yeah. you in. Well, it's a good question. But when is it supposed to, like you're saying he's a little bit ahead in the clouds. Like, it's got to be fun. It's like I if know. it become. I just don't know when the line is. Is it like, do but we my start attitude coaching? is it's more fun as if he's more engaged in the game. Right. So yeah. He just hasn't learned quite yet to how to be engaged. Or because the rules of baseball are very weird too. They are. Like it's everything it's about baseball game. is a, a very abstract. Yeah. So I, I do. And then it makes me think about if I'm ever a father and it, what kind of uh, tyrant I might become. Because I do worry about that. Wow. Bit. That's why I don't think I can become a father because I think I'd be, I might become a mean dad. My dad's a very chill dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think I'm more intense than him. When, when I played baseball dad. as a kid, I was the one always building like the little sand things and the, <laughs> so because I was never locking in. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's, so I like the lock in approach. Yeah. I think that's great. You needed an Uncle Max to yell lock in. Yeah, you you you're someone that needs to be held accountable. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like people like yelling at me and telling me what to do. And I found my parents were so apathetic with sports. It really made me not as good of an athlete as I could have been. Mm, that's interesting. W- Winona, it's funny. It's just 
just played t-ball her first t-ball game yeah, so she, it was interesting watching her is out there. she locked in she's four years old she was locked in it's crazy i didn't have to yell anything at her but it's kind of so t-ball is nuts because it's like it's like they have a kid hit the ball and you got like i don't know like say there's like 15 kids on her team or something this conglomerate of 15 little four and five year olds kind of like uh-huh. around the base path. pretty cute it is and then you got the t and then the other team's kid like hits the ball and then you got to run and get the ball and then you hold it up in the air and then that's, they got to stop at the base, whatever this how T-ball works. Mm. But when the ball gets hit, you literally just have 15 like rabid, ravenous kids running and they all want the ball. And like the more competitive ones are really like getting in the dirt and like trying to like elbow ones away. And I didn't know what Winona would be like, mm. like in this scenario. Cause I was like, I'm like, oh, if she like misses it, like if the first four, she doesn't get her hand on like one mm. on the ball, I could see her being like getting discouraged or something. Yeah. So I'm me and Danica are watching from afar and Roberta's kind of toddling around and shit, but I'm keeping an eye and I'm like, oh man, I'm like, it was so compelling to watch. And it was like, every time the ball got, she would go, she would go, she would go. And then like, after like the fifth or sixth time where she didn't get the ball, she'd like look back and we're like, keep going. Like you got it. You just positive reinforcement. And then on like the eighth one, she like fucking like darted toward the ball, kind of shouldered a kid out, got it. Mm. And, she, and then instead of like, she just turned back to me and Danica and we were like putting the hand up, like hold the ball up. And she like held the ball up triumphantly. And mm. it was just like, I was just glad she got rewarded for her like mm. her determination. Yeah. Cause she could have easily like whatever the other 15, 15 times that ball goes out. She could have not got one. So I was just happy she managed to get one. And then when it was her turn to hit, she did really good off the team. Oh, wow. so I was very, Winona. I yeah. was very proud. It was nice. a very, like, nice moment. And Dan was up there like filming stuff. And it's mm. like, these are the, these are some of the joys of uh, young parenthood. Does this coaching job give you baby fever at all or? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. Um, did that story about Winona's triumph give you baby fever? Nope. Yeah, no. Nope. Um, have you ever had baby fever? I don't think so. No, no. Um, but, it, but I have been thinking about like how I, cause there's one other kid on the team who's like incredibly self-assured mm. and sort of bragging a little bit too much. And I kind of wanted to ream him out too. I'm like, really? that's not the way you talk. Yeah. Come on. Like that's not, that's not going to be a good teammate. So oh, self-assured in a cocky way. Yeah. Not in that Max Kerman way. No. Cause I thought you'd appreciate no, the self-assured. No, no, no. He was, yeah, just sort He's of. He's a being, jerk. He's bordering on jerk. Sort of getting there. So then I was like, is it my responsibility to reprimand this kid? Do I have to give him a lesson? I don't know. It's all confusing to me. Just like, and also it's just like, and then the other thing which I deeply hate about myself is keeping eyes on Kai the entire time. Cause I'm like, I'm paying too much attention to Kai and I'm supposed to be coaching everybody, but I want Kai to do well. And, I, and then you coach start his kid mm-hmm. syndrome, coaches kid syndrome. And then it's just kind of being a parent altogether. Cause you just care about your fucking kid. You're watching your kid. And I don't like that part of me. Yep. Ugh. It's, it's a difficult thing to, at least you're out there. You're doing it. Yeah. Honestly, like 90% of the job is showing up. You're yeah. there. You're doing something with Kai. You're yeah. being a good uncle. Yeah, it's true. That's a win. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up. Good times. Uh, we didn't even talk about the succession finale. R.I.P. Yeah. Succession. R.I.P. Succession. Let's do a quick, Let's quick, do a quick succession. We'll throw right. in the microwave and then that'll be it. So. Uh, Shane, you start. I fell asleep through that. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up at the end and I, cause I, you know, I just want to see who wins. And Alex <laughs> wins won. the succession. Yeah. Well, that's what it was all about, right? Who wins? <laughs> it's in the title. And then what's his name won? Tom? Tom Wamsgans. Yeah. yeah. And I said Shiv was going to win. Mm. But in a way, Shiv kind of won, I think. And uh, I, you know how I knew Shane had bet on Shiv because I got a text from him going, but in a roundabout way, do you think Shiv won? Yeah. He wanted me to support his case that he was clearly making to Alex. That oh, Shiv, yeah. Alex and I got into a debate because she, Alex won. Alex predicted Tom was going to win for a while. So she was mm. right. But yeah, it, it was a cool show though. I'm glad it exists. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think, I think it ends up as an all timer in the pantheon of shows. Uh-huh. I thought it was a perfect ending. I thought they sort of concluded it perfectly. I thought it was perfectly appropriate for what the show had been for four years. My overall quick takeaway of what the show and what it made me think though, is, uh, 
is it sort of proved to me again, or at least reinforced how much people are willing to sort of forgive and like people if they're charismatic and you get a little bit of a backstory. The fact that we were like picking our favorite fucking Roy or like we like, oh, I like Kendall. I like Roman. I like Shiv or whatever. When these people are reprehensible, like Kendall killed somebody. <laughs> these people have no remorse. They do not care. They're yeah. kind of the worst of the worst. They're having a laugh about laying off people and ruining lives, playing a game at the highest level. It's like these people fucking suck. But it is a comedy show, though. But I just mean it is. But I'm like the idea that it's like we pick our favorite person like they're a Pokemon. But it's like everything about their character is awful. No, but not everything about their character is awful. Oh, that's see, what makes the show compelling. Works. Is that you when you get to know them a little more? You're like, oh well, dad wasn't dad hit Roman, and dad and Roman's actually a little more self aware, even though he can be, he can be an asshole for sure. But then he can also have his nice moments. The complexity. But fuck of, Roman. He still needs to grow and be a good human and not yeah. randomly fire people. Like I think the thing is, it's like what it proved is us as an audience and larger society is we're a group of rubes. Mm. Meaning, if you are like kind of charismatic and you give us a bit of a sob story, we'll be like, they're not so bad. And that's how we, people keep ripping people off with Ponzi schemes and all that shit. Well, spe speaking of rubes, yeah. um, I don't even know how I feel about it because I, <laughs> um, I really like the season and I, I've been consuming all the, podcasts that are affiliated with succession and we're like they're interviewing the director of the last mm. episode and the the actors and people are talking about it and everyone's been pretty complimentary about it but then as soon as the credits started to roll when we were watching it book club maddie goes i think that might have been the worst episode of succession i've ever seen really yeah, yeah. of course and he, then, he's a contrarian yeah though. but then, yeah. then i was like is it the worst episode and then i don't know so i, I don't know the jury's out for me did you guys always know what was going on at all times i found it very hard to yeah there's also some business time. speak that i didn't know it's also the same thing over and over again mm -hmm. we're like are they still talking about the same thing like because it's always just been the same thing but mergers it, and takeovers yeah. and yet it did a very good job at though even when i didn't know what was going on i knew what was going on you know what yeah, i mean yeah. that's what was really good about that that show I found and the and the, just the writing was so funny too it's and the insults masterfully yeah. acted it's masterfully written it's masterfully directed it's it's an all-time show and I thought the finale was great he thought it was the worst episode of Succession uh, yeah that's what he said guys but, but because, he has to say that that's like so Frookman that's a Frookman right <laughs> this is the name of the episode so Frookman yeah. it's so Frookman. that's so Frookman <laughs> wouldn't you find it weird if he said that was the best well, I don't episode? know yeah it would that would be weird but it, I'm gonna say it right now oh yeah be, because I like Succession so much and the snappiness of the writing and it being very funny I'm going to create my own TV show. Second week in a row where you mentioned And you guys are going to write on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. The hard part is getting something made. Yeah, I can get it made. I just can't write it. So you guys have to write it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have the Good. reverse problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I have an idea. Yeah. And I have a concept, but I can't do it. And I don't, also, I don't want to wake up at like six in the morning and Prince George and have to go to thing and then jump <laughs> in the dock. I'm not doing yeah. that shit either. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be the producer. Yes. You know? You're not the guy that goes in the dock. No, I'm not no. jumping in the lake. You can choose who goes in the dock. Yeah. Like other people are on set. I'll show up occasionally. Yeah. I'll help with some of the writing, the craft. I'll mm -hmm. help with the music. Oh, yeah. I'll help get it sold. Let's do that. But you guys got to write and direct it. Okay. So it's a Succession-esque show? It's not. It'll be funnier than Succession. Gotcha. Uh, it won't be as dark as... Okay. So it would be like 70% comedy, 30% drama. It'd be more, more like 90% comedy. 90 comedy. Yeah, or maybe 100% comedy. That's too funny. No, but, but, it, but it would be more <laughs> like um, Curb. Curb. Okay. Yeah. More like Curb. So 75% comedy, I feel like Curb is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm just saying it right now, because it'll happen then. 
I like it. Are you gonna are you gonna show the concept here for the listeners? Well, off mic. Okay. I've already told you the concept. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, that's a good tease. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Best Hang Podcast. Thank you to Nathan Nash for the he does. Thank you to Major Nash for the she does. And uh, yeah, this is a great hang, guys. Maybe the best. Hang.